Welcome to Pleasant Grove Church, where Reverend Dr. Classy M. Preston is the pastor. A place where the Word of God impacts and transforms your life. Let's listen to a power-packed message already in progress. God on my side and I can't turn back. Well, I've got God on my side and I can't turn back. Everybody clap your hands. Clap, 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 clap your hands. Clap, clap your hands. Come on. How many songs? Say, I know he's all right. Come on, help me sing this song. Come on, y'all. Song, you know, say, I, I know he's alright. Come on, say, I can't turn back. Can't turn back. I can't turn back. Can't turn back. No, I can't turn back. Side and I can't turn back. Well, I've got God on my side and I can't turn back. Well, I've got God on my side and I can't turn back. Yeah, hallelujah. I can't turn back. I can't turn back. Come on. Say, I. Come on, help me sing this song, y'all. Come on, help me. Side and I can't turn back. Well, I've got God on my side and I can't turn back. Well, I've got God on my side and I can't turn back. Amen. Amen. Good morning, Pleasant Grove. Good morning. It's a pleasure to be in the house of the Lord. It's been a long time, but I'm happy to be here. Thank you, choir, musicians giving honor and praise to our Lord and Savior. I would like to uh, first acknowledge and thank uh, Pastor Preston for giving me this opportunity to come before you today. Uh, thank you to Pastor Joseph and 
uh, being able to call him up, email him, and uh, help have him help and support me as I deliver today's message. I also would like to uh, thank the uh, individuals that um, took a little time out of their schedules yesterday to text and email, call me, and, and tell me that they had me in their prayers. Um, I certainly would like to also acknowledge uh, Dennis and Avery that are here with me, uh, my biggest cheerleaders, um, always uh, by my side. So thank you for, for being here and supporting me. I would also like to uh, extend a special thank you to the 9 to 12 year old Bible Institute uh, group. Uh, since last March, um, I, along with you know a, a number of the teachers, have been teaching remotely, uh, virtually. Um, but this group, um, I'm going to talk about them later on, but I'm, I'm so grateful to the 9 to 12-year-olds that show up on Sunday mornings uh, from 9 to 9.30 to learn about the Word. Um, and a special thank you to Sister Carolyn uh, Darlin, who, Darnell, excuse me, who um, taught for me this morning. So um, last but not least, um, and I told myself that I was not going to cry today, so I'm determined not to cry. <laughs> But a special thank you to my parents, uh, Peggy and Donald Dixon. Um, they're probably going to kill me for what um, is coming up next. But my parents are about to celebrate 50 years of marriage. So this, uh, yes, praise God. High school sweethearts, this coming Saturday, February 27th, um, my parents are going to be celebrating their 50th wedding anniversary. Um, as an only child, I knew that this time was going to be coming, and I looking forward to a big celebration, but I'm limited in what I can do to celebrate, so I'm asking my uh, RPG family if you guys can help me. If you have time this week to run out and get a card or send a, a text uh, a to help in us uh, celebrating my parents um, being married for as long as they have, so I'd certainly appreciate that. Thank you. Uh, let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for this opportunity to come before you. I thank you for this opportunity to come before your people. I ask that you use me according to your will and that I have a message for your people today. It is in your name, your son's name that I pray. Amen. I'm actually going to re, uh, read, actually read John 5 verses 39 and 40. Uh, as you guys know, we are studying um, the book of John as a, a church, um, and I wanted to focus in on these two verses. So John 5, 39 and 40. Is that good? Okay. You study the scriptures, Dylan, it diligently because you think that in them you have eternal life. These are the very scriptures that testify about me, yet you refuse to come to me to have life. So as I was preparing for this text, I was thinking about all of what's happening in the Bible Institute with the children, the five to eight-year-olds, they were actually studying um, how Jesus fed 5,000 today. Um, the nine to 12-year-olds, we were wrapping up chapter eight today. And then the senior, excuse me, the teens, they wrapped up John a couple of weeks ago. So for our congregation, I, I want you guys to know that the Bible Institute teachers are 
being diligent and teaching the word, the scriptures to our children. Um, hopefully we're doing a, a good job. Um, it, it's a job that I've learned over the last year not to take lightly. So that's where we are as far as in the book of John. But as I was preparing for today's um, word, today's message, um, I was a little bit leery. I'm like, how do I follow up with Pastor Preston, you know, the other ministers as they are teaching and preaching from the book of John? I mean, although I've been studying it with the children and have had a phenomenal time learning, I was just a little bit leery as to how was I supposed to deliver the word. So I put my faith in God, as I always do. And the beauty of this is that God met me where I was. And I am gonna be just as humble and just as forthcoming as I can. I'm a work in progress. And I knew that having to speak from this um, was gonna be a challenge, but I prayed about it and hopefully you will get a word from the Lord. So I'm gonna tell you a little bit about my journey because as I contemplated what I was going to speak on, I'm like, I'm following up from what Pastor spoke on last Sunday and the scripture, you know, it's the last of John that I'm supposed to be speaking on, on the scriptures. Like, how am I supposed to tie that in? And I just kept thinking about it. How do I bring this together? And lo and behold, God spoke to me and he was like, talk about your life and your journey over the last year. So this journey that I'm going to talk about is how God has been working in my life. So last December, December 2019, I was diagnosed with being diabetic. Not even 50 yet, I'm like, diabetic? What am I doing wrong? Well, obviously a lot. Eat, not eating right, not exercising, and I was devastated. Devastated. I was like, this just is not, this is not good, Monica. You've got to get your act together. So obviously this was all before the pandemic, but then March rolls around. And for those of you that know, I'm in the veterinary industry as a former consultant. I used to be on a plane almost every week traveling across the country into Canada. Had done that for almost 15 years. Well, abruptly the 1st of March, my last trip was actually in February of last year. 1st of March, I was supposed to be going off to San Francisco. But that was right around the time that COVID hit the West Coast. So the trip canceled. And lo and behold, a lot began to change in my professional life. Can't fly. And I was devastated. What does this mean for my professional life, for my career? Because I needed to be out across the country doing what I do. But also at that time, Reverend Paula and Pastor Preston reached out to me and said, would you like to assume the responsibility of our youth director? And let me stress, youth Director, not youth pastor. I'm gonna stay in my lane. <laughs> pastor kept trying to say youth pastor. I'm like, no, youth director. So I was like, you know what? I'm not traveling now. I, I seem to have, you know, a little more time. Sure, I'll take on the responsibility. Um, I, I asked them for the job description because I wanted to set myself up for success to know explicitly what was expected of me. So I think it was officially in April that I was named the youth director. And I, I prayed about it because I wanted to make sure that I was honoring our youth and doing what I was being led to do. 
So in the midst of all of this, um, my former employer, and I say former, had to make a decision. I stepped down from being partner in 2018 because I made a decision, Dennis and Avery and I, that I needed to be home more. So it was time for me to start looking anyway. But my former employer made the decision for me. Uh, in my contract, he had to give me six months notice and I was devastated um, when I signed that contract of six months notice. Can you imagine looking for a new job and you know, even being offered a new job and have to give six months notice? Like who's gonna wait for you for six months? So I said, well, you know, I'm gonna stay in this job, it's not gonna be an issue. But then when I wanted to start looking, six months became an issue. But he forced me to part ways. So it's a decision that I know that was hard for him, but it was because of the pandemic. Most of the revenue that we were generating was us being out, meeting with clients, flying around you know, the country, so on and so forth. So I had to part ways. But also in that time, a work was happening. A work that was happening that another job was sent my way. I didn't go a day without employment. Actually, from the previous job to my current job, it overlapped for two days. That's a blessing right there. I was never unemployed, never unemployed, all right? So there was a lot going on in those first, say, six months of 2020. Diabetic, job at risk, couldn't fly, couldn't do what I knew how to do and what I had put all of my cards in. Put them in the wrong place is what was happening, right? So let me bring you to present day dealing with the scriptures. So some of you may recall that the nine to 12 year old parents and Pastor uh, Preston, a uh, number of the leaders within the church, we met at the end of 2019. There was an issue going on with the nine to 12 year old group. We weren't having students show up. There are times that I showed up on third Sunday, that's my Sunday to teach, and there were no students. No students. I was frustrated, it's like, here, I'm here, prepared my lesson, I'm ready. Teachers, other teachers in the nine to 12 year old group, that's what was happening. But around March 2020 is when we went virtual. And I can't remember the first Sunday that we taught, but um, through this process, it ended up that I've been teaching almost every Sunday, uh, except for fourth Sunday. And I thought about this and I was like, why is it that children not showing up. And I'm gonna tell you, I believe it was my fault. My fault. God is like, why would I send these children to your group and you're not getting it right, Monica? Now obviously there are other teachers, but I'm apologize to the nine to 12 year old teachers. I wasn't in the right place. I was too busy. Work took priority over everything in my life. So it came a time for me to get it right. And I don't know if you know anything about preteens, but they will challenge you. And yes, <laughs> Samantha, yes. Avery turned 13 in November, but those hormones started kicking in before then. Now when you have preteens that you've gotta be prepared to teach to almost on every Sunday, do you think you have to have your P's and Q's ready? You better believe it. Mommy, uh, Avery would be like, Mommy, you gotta do better. <laughs> Mommy, you've gotta do better. Well, I, I'm a little bit determined, so I took the challenge on. 
And I began to fall in love with teaching. I began to fall in love with learning about the word, with learning the scriptures. And it's one of those things that I always thought, well, I'm not good enough. I might not be able to deliver. I don't know the, the Bible as well as this person or that person. But once again, God met me where I was. So I, I think that the timing allowed me to manifest what I needed to, that I can deliver and teach these children. And I, I will tell you that we went from having zero kids sometimes that on average, we have 10 to 15 students every Sunday consistently. <laughs> consistently. God is so good. We have students that are logging in from Tennessee, Ava and Lola Sloan log in an hour earlier than we have to. Cranston Bannister is logging in from Ohio. Avery's best friend, Kayla and Kiera Lee, are not even members of our church and they are consistently there on Sundays. So God is good. Prayers have been answered. But I realize that there's a lot that is at stake if we don't take the responsibilities seriously. So year almost is coming on. I feel like my journey has, you know, been somewhat of a struggle, but I realize that God had me all along. For 15 years, longer than Avery has been alive, I was gone almost every week. That's hard on a, a mom. I felt guilty being away. I felt like I was missing out. I felt like people would judge me. How can you travel so much and not be there for your daughter? That was a burden that I, I carried. But now I'm home every night. My current position, I don't have to get on an airplane. It's a bigger and better position. So although that door was closed, another one has been opened. I enjoy being home every night. Now, Dennis and Avery, <laughs> it's been a, a long, well, almost year, but it's a blessing. And that's what I prayed for, that I could find a way to stay in veterinary medicine. I've been in this industry for 35 years. How can I stay in veterinary medicine? I don't know how to do anything else. And God opened up this opportunity. I'm able to teach. I'm able to learn more about the word. And because I'm not always hustling and bustling, my time with God, I'm learning and spending time with him like I never have. My walk is, is getting to a, a little bit of a skip, you know? It's, it's a good feeling that I, I just wish it didn't take so long. My dad, my mom and dad have always said, Monica, you know what? You're hard-headed, you're stubborn, you always take the hard way out. And it took a pandemic, it took being diabetic, and it took a job change for me to get it right. Thank God for his grace and mercy that he didn't give up on me. He didn't give up on me. Pastor Preston gave me this book. It is dated January 2016. It's uh, by Sarah Young, it's Jesus Today. I had this book for five years and I never picked it up because I was too busy. Now I am reading it, I am learning, and I don't know why God was so gracious with me because I was just going through the motions, guys, just going through the motions. I, you know, I'll get around to reading things when I get around to reading it. He said, enough, Monica, enough. If I've got to have it where you're diabetic, then that's what I'll do. 
If I have to have it where your career is maybe changed up, it's shaken up, then that's what I'll do. But I'm here to tell you that I thought diet, being diabetic was like a curse, like this is a horrible, like a stigma on me. But it was a blessing because I had to go to my employer to say I can't travel. As you guys know, it's one of those things that being diabetic put us in a high risk category. And that's really the reason I think I was let go, although legally he would never say that. But here I'm to tell you that as of last month, my doctor said, my, I started off with an A1C, uh, A1C of 6.2. Last month, my A1C is 5.6. Do you know what that means? Yes. It means that I'm not diabetic anymore. I have to be on medication. I have to be on medication. But it's one of those things that my doctor said, you keep on doing what you're doing, Monica, and you won't have to be on this medication anymore. New job, better, no longer diabetic. My Christian walk is so much more enhanced because of my relationship with God and because of my relationship with these nine to 12 year olds. That's a blessing. And it's because I finally got it right. I knew how to spend time with the Lord and I knew how to spend time in the word. And when I say that there's a lot at stake, imagine if something happened to me before I could get it right. And my prayer is that if you have it right, Speak to others, let them know the right way that needs to, to take place. If you don't have it right, get it right. I remember hearing uh, Reverend Bell say this uh, many years ago, that the uh, Bible is our life instruction book. Everything you need to know. I mean, we have all these self-help webinars and seminars and books, but it's all right here. And I remember hearing those words and I was like, that's a, a good point. But it's within the last year that it's resonated with me like no other. Take this serious, guys. I'm so thankful for our teachers that are teaching the young, the five to eight year old teacher, teachers, they blow my mind. They're doing a phenomenal job in teaching these children about the scripture and I'm learning from them. But at the end of the day, you've gotta spend time in the word. And it's not just spending time in the word, it's learning how to use the word to glorify God and improve upon yourself. So my parents gave, my, gave me for my birthday um, this past August, as well as Avery, we got new Bibles for my parents. Um, with Avery becoming a teenager, my um, parents um, purchased her a teenage Bible. And just as a testimony as to what the five to eight year old group, the you know, other nine to 12 year old teachers are doing, because I don't take any, any claim to fame or any acknowledgement of this, they're working with these children and helping them to develop. I had to be in work uh, for South Carolina at Drive last week and Dennis and Avery, um, they accompany me. And Avery pulled out her, this is her like traveling book bag. Um, so we're supposed to be on vacation. First time that we've been away during the pandemic. And I see this come out. I see her daily devotional and I see her journal. This is not me, this is not Dennis. This is not dictating what she needs to do, but Avery has started reading the Bible from Genesis. And she said, I'm taking notes. She's doing better than I am at 49, guys. And I'm so grateful that God is using these children as a, a tool, a mechanism to teach me it's a powerful thing. So Avery, mommy and daddy are super proud of you. 
And we've always encouraged you to keep God first. I think you're on a better path than I could have ever imagined um, for you as well as for myself. So thank you for doing the right thing. So in summary, and I say in summary because uh, I am married to Dennis Caesar Perry III. He's like, you better not be long. <laughs> but uh, seriously, um, just as a recap, it's clear in this text, as Reverend Julie Bell has said, the Bible was our life's instruction book. It's the ABCs, the one, two, threes on how we should live. Next, I wanted to point out that the scripture is our ticket to receiving the ultimate glory and praise from God. However, how we live our lives will demonstrate what we really believe. Always live to please the Father and do his will. This is the true test. Always live to please the Father and do his will. Knowing the Bible doesn't mean we use it in a way that we are seen as know-it-alls, but use God's word to reveal the beauty of Christ in your own individual soul. And I think about my journey and how that employer that let me go, I've known, um, known him for over three decades now. And he was recently diagnosed with cancer. Um, business, you know, obviously hasn't changed, still can't travel, can't be out with, um, you know, clients, especially now being a, a cancer patient. But my father told me, he said, Monica, never burn any bridges. He said, I know, and those that are in my family group and our family group, I was really devastated around May, June last year. My dad said, don't burn any bridges. There might be an opportunity down the road that you and this gentleman will cross paths. Well, the new company that I'm with, we're in mergers and acquisitions. We basically purchase veterinary hospitals across the, uh, the United States. And lo and behold, through conversations with the CEO of my company, I said, this is a wonderful company that I used to work with. Why don't we buy them? As of February 1st of this year, we acquired the company that I used to work for. So I'm back working with the gentleman that had been my coach and mentor for nearly 20 years. I'm wearing burgundy because this is how I can support those with multiple myeloma. That's what I mean by living the scriptures. Do unto others as you would have them do unto you. So now we're working together. His company's been sold. He's in a much better position not having to worry about is, are the doors gonna shut or what's gonna happen, full circle how my life has taken a journey that I would have never imagined. And it's because God woke me up, hard-headed as I can be, stubborn as I can be, although I like to say stubborn, determined, determined. I'm determined, Don Dixon, Peggy Dixon. But most importantly, I'm determined to get this right. There's too much at stake. So I'll leave you from uh, this excerpt from my daily devotional that uh, came up yesterday, because I know that the pandemic has been tough for a lot of people. Uh, my situation probably hands down pales in comparison, but I'm led to read, uh, this is from uh, day 43, receive blessings from me, thankfully, yet be willing to release them back to me without growing resentful. When you have lost something precious, your job, your house, your health, a loved one, you may think it is irrational to be joyful, but this is a worldly way of thinking. 
Major losses are very painful and they do need to be grieved. Nonetheless, with time and effort, you can learn to focus on the good things that remain and find joy in the one who will never leave you. Remember that it is possible to be sorrowful, yet always rejoicing. You must be willing, though, to let go of anything I take from you, no matter how painful the loss. Then direct your attention fully to me, trusting that I will never let you go. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or terrified because of them, for the Lord your God gives those with you, and he will never leave or for, nor forsake you. De Deuteronomy 31 and 6. So my prayer is that you stay steadfast in learning the word, using the scriptures to help you grow in your Christian walk, and know that God has always got our backs. Thank you. May God continue to bless you. Praise God. Thank you, Monica, for that very powerful testimony. And that was a word for us to hear today. Thank you so much. And may God continue to bless you. May he continue to watch over you and your family as you continue to seek God, what he has for you. Amen. Amen. I know a lot of you that say the sound of my voice may have a similar or different testimony. But as you can hear from Monica's word today, God did not give up on her. And you can have God also. You can have God also in your life on today. All you have to do is admit that you're a sinner. You can believe that our Lord and Savior died on the cross and rose on the third day for you and your sins and confess this with your mouth and believe in your heart that the Lord and Savior died for your sins and rode on that third day because our Savior lives and he's there for all for all who need him to be a part of their lives amen so take this time now to make a conscious decision to say Lord I need you in my life I know that I am a sinner and I want to be saved. Lord, I welcome you into my life on today so that I can start brand new and start fresh and start over again. By saying this on today, you will be saved. If you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth, you will be saved. That our Lord and Savior, our Lord and Savior will save you and give you new life. And he's your best friend. Amen. So on today, if you have decided to make that decision, all fathers, husbands, wives, children, youth, if you have made that decision today, go to our website, 
and go to our prayer request line, our prayer request form, and fill that out and say that you're, call, you're contacting us in regards to your salvation, that you are a new creature in Christ, and someone will contact you to, to help you on that new journey and your next steps to get the fulfillment of our Lord and Savior in heaven. Amen. Amen. Let's sing it one more time. Leave me.